Hello, my fans, friends. Welcome to the Rich Terring podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. Thanks to everyone who's come to see the Can I Have My Ball Back tour so far. It's been going really well. I've got a four-star review in The Standard, four-star review in The Telegraph, who once called me the worst comedy experience of the year, so that's a turnaround. Uh, people have been coming, people have really been enjoying it, and it's getting better and better. The only gigs this week are both in Pocklington, the town I was born in, near York. Uh, there's a couple of tickets left for the evening show and a few more tickets left for the matinee, I think about 4.30. But love to see you there, Yorkshire. Pop along, check richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs to see if I'm coming near to you. There are tickets left for nearly every show in the tour. I think Norwich has sold out. Uh, and a couple of gigs in London could do with your support as well. Anyway, please listen to the podcast. Do spread the news about the podcast to your friends. Listen as much as you can. Numbers are slightly down, which may affect the future of this podcast. So just leave it playing, even if you're not in the room. Love you. <laughs> now sit back, relax, and enjoy whatever it is you're going to listen to. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who can hear clearly now. The wax has gone. It's Richard Herring. Aren't you lovely? Thank you very much. Oh, you're very lovely. Thank you very much. Welcome to uh, Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Uh, I was talking to Tia from the uh, advert for the game Royal Kingdom. The other day, this is quite a niche one. I play a lot of Uno on my phone, and uh, an advert keeps coming up for Royal Kingdom. It's, it's based on Royal Match, which gets a lot of adverts if you play games on the internet. Uh, I don't know who Tia is, uh, but she seems very confident that you will know who she is. She goes, "Hi, it's Tia." Uh, I don't know who she. I mean, look, I'm an old man. I googled her. Nothing. The only Tia who comes up is Tia from Sister Sister. I don't think it's her unless she's had a lot of work done that's made her 20 years younger and change race. Um, it might be, I don't know. But I just love the confidence of her, that she doesn't, she thinks she just needs one name. I hope she is just nobody at all. And just, hi, it's dear. Uh, and the, my favourite bit is where she goes, no ads, thank God, without sort of realising she's in an ad. I don't know if she realised she's even in an ad. Anyway, she calls it realist, but anyway, I mean, whoever she is, if you know who she is, don't tell me. I like the facts. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've I had my ears uh, sucked out. It's been all right. Uh, I had a problem, if you've been coming, I've had, had a problem with my, one of my ears was blocked. Um, it's, people told me it'd be like a life-changing experience to have this, there's wax in one of my ears to have it taken out, but uh, I didn't do much. I left and I was, I was still me. Uh, so I was somewhat disappointed, but it's it's quite a cushy job, I think, removing... They just use a sort of ear vacuum cleaner. Uh, the lady who did it seemed quite pleased with herself. She showed me what she got out. Um, she got, she got, I didn't keep it, no, it would look disgusting. Um, <laughs> I didn't even keep my balls, so I'm not going to keep mine. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if I've got a book in this. Can I have my earwax back? Stand-up show 2025. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, actually, it was... It, I can't work out if it's, like, a really good... It's the best job in the world or the worst job in the world. I guess it's the kind of person you are. If you like, I guess what you find you keep as well. They'll probably, probably find some stuff in there every now and again. That's yours. Um, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to work out. We'll find out what our guests think about whether they'd like to... Because you got 50 quid for five minutes. Once you've bought that ear vacuum... Just sits in, it's got a little room at the back of a house in a little village. Cushy, fine. Um, here's my topical material. I think this will still be topical one way or the other when, when this goes out in three weeks' time. Uh, whatever happens to Putin, at least he got Brexit done. That is my... Um, that's my... <laughs> uh, it's good to write a cat. I've written, about, I've written about four jokes this year. It's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a good year for me. Uh, and I came to London the other day to see the... Dopamine land, which is a, a experience, sensory experience in South Kensington. You go in to see lights flashing on stuff and mirrors, and there's a ball pit you can go in, and then you can have a pillow fight at the end. It's mostly stuff you could do at home, I have to say. Uh, I've not spent 100 quid. Uh, but uh, I, I opened a bottle of Coke on the drive down uh, and then left the top not screwed up properly and then left it in the car. It was a very hot day. And when I got, I thought I was really looking forward to drinking my Coke when I got back. But of course, it, the car had been in the sunshine all day. Uh, it was boiling hot. It was like a cup of coffee uh, and it was flat. It was brilliant. I think I've discovered a new flat hot Coke, I think is the new... You try it, kid. You see if I'm wrong. That's what Tia says at the end of that. Advert. But I, don't, I, can't, I can't tell her if she's wrong because I don't know who she is. So if you're listening to Tia... I think you just did it for the money, like I do with all the adverts in my show. <laughs> so, look, we're going to crack straight on. We've got a fantastic, brilliant guest for you this week. Uh, she is probably best known as Magica Daspel in DuckTales. Come on, that is properly good. Sin fucking DuckTales. Will you please welcome the incredible Catherine Tate, ladies and gentlemen. It's Catherine Tate from DuckTales. Hello, come in. Come in, sit down. Hello. Lovely to see you. I'm, a- I'm actually best known as Tia. <laughs> that would make some sense. That's ruined your night. <laughs> She's got, like, little tattoos. I wonder you could put those on. You, you can put false things on. Uh, How do you feel about... Would you like to syringe... But if you weren't an actor... It wouldn't be that. Would you like to syringe people's... It's 40 quid a go. OK, go on then. Uh, no, it's not for me. It's five, like five pounds for the second year. You get the second year cheaper. <laughs> I thought I might. I was only had a problem with one, right. but I thought I'd get both done. Yes, didn't want to be lopsided. Yeah, so it was all. Uh, no, it's not for me. I wouldn't want to get. Close if to there was a job uh, squeezing people's spots off their no, back. Or no, 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 no. I think the kind stop. of person who likes that kind of thing. Oh yeah. If, if what if, bodily fluid would you most like to extract <laughs> for a living? Tears. No, tears. <laughs> <laughs> you do very well with that. How's it being in DuckTales? That must be pretty exciting. Pretty damn exciting. <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Standing in a, in a cubicle on my own mm. with none of the other actors. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, damn, it's damn good work if you can get it. Yeah, okay, fair enough. No, it's very, um, very nice to be part of that whole thing. Yeah. But it's a slightly solitary experience. Oh, what's Scrooge McDuck like in real life? He's... Um, Feathery. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's lovely to see you, and I've been and, you. and and my goodness, I mean, we met, uh, we met like thirty years ago, hundred years ago, um, when yeah. you came to see Fist of Fun. Yes. Like many uh, the audience of Fist of Fun, you've gone on to have a much more successful <laughs> comedy career than, than I've had. But thank you for coming along. Um, and you know, even then, you were acting, and you'd you'd you'd, uh, you'd been in a few things. Then I'm looking. It would have been like the bill mainly. Probably the bill. uh, Yes, the bill. You were also early on. You were in Surgical Spirit. Yes, I was. I was. I was a a moody teenager in Surgical Spirit. And Men Behaving Badly. You were in. Yes, I was. What what, what did you do in Men Behaving Badly? I think I was um, like I don't know. I think the credit was probably Girl (laughs) Two or something, (laughs) something like that. But yeah, no, it was. It it was obviously it was exciting. And it was what was more exciting was that especially when I was in the bill as well, I was still at college. Yeah. So I very much felt like, well, I've kind of made it now, you know. And uh, <laughs> everyone was a bit like, oh, my gosh, it's on a TV show. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm on a TV show. Whereas all I really did was say, 
He was last seen around the Jasmine Allen estate, you know. He's gone around the back. That was it, you know. Everyone lived on the Jasmine Allen estate in the back. Yeah. But you sort of turned to comedy. I think you obviously always wanted to be an actor, but you sort of started doing comedy. And you did stand-up comedy as well, which mm. not, I think this is in the 1990s. You must have started. Was, I did start in the 1990s. When it was a very blokey. It, it was, was Even blokey. for me, it was laddie. Yes, yes, you with your long hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That short Heather, but it was quite a, it was quite a mask a yeah, macho environment. It was, but I do think it fast tracked me. Yeah, because I was, um, I, I mean, although you know, uh, yes, I was one. Of, well, I was at the time genuinely still considered a novelty act. Right. You know, it, because if you had a, a magician or a juggler on the bill, you could have a woman. <laughs> but you couldn't have a... No, sorry, if you had a, ju- a juggler or a magician on the bill, you couldn't have a woman because they were not novelty right. act as well, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, no, it was, it was a very different thing. But because I, I did approach stand-up in, in, a, in a much more masculine way, even though I don't think my act was masculine, my mentality no. was, quite as- was quite masculine. Sure. And I did think... And so I relished hecklers. Yes, I loved a heckler because I, 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 I liked that feeling that you can, you can. Well, as I say, I like extracting tears. So I liked, <laughs> I, I did like the. I guess I just liked the change in the dynamic in the room. That you can change the dynamic in the room. Yeah. To make the the, the heckler the one that everyone's turning on rather than, you know, the other way. So I, so I used to like that. Yeah, I mean that's, and, and I think for uh, it's it's quite. I think it's quite unusual that for like someone with an act with an acting background to really sort of throw themselves into stand up. But it was in a lot. I mean, the, the acting career carried on going very well, but the stand up sort of is the thing that. Oh, the stand up absolutely propelled me. Yeah. But I also think having come from an acting, well, having trained as an actor and then came out of college, and you know, not not being catapulted into the RSC or, or, or anything like that, I thought I have to make my own work. And, act, uh, and stand-up was, 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 was a, a sense of control I had. And also because, unlike, I guess, other stand-ups at the time who were starting from complete scratch, even though it's a different medium and it's quite, it's quite scary being up on stage, it wasn't the first time I'd ever been on stage. No. So I kind of knew how to move and I kind of knew... I had that... I guess I sort of had some sense of stage presence, whereas a lot of, you know, I guess a lot of people, your first 50 gigs are really just learning what you do with a microphone and, yeah. and how, you, how you feel about being on stage. But I had done that, so I guess it made me a little bit more cocky, which I think helped me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think throughout your career you have... You have have taken, been quite cocky. <laughs> you've been quite good. You've taken on quite abrasive and you know yeah. difficult ca- characters who yeah. are you know aren't necessarily immediately likable for sure. Uh, and uh, and and I think that's you know that that is a good thing to have in stand up that that confidence and and that especially especially in the nineteen nineties. I think you know I, yes. I I found it terrifying in the nineteen nineties. Yes, yeah. stand up, but I, in the in the two thousands it became. A bit more yes. inclusive and a bit, a bit, a bit yeah. nicer. And and that's when I got bored with it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I did quite like the sort of the gladiatorial aspect of it. I used to go out every night and go, well, it's either them or it's me. Yeah, you know, and I and I and I liked it. And I remember, do you remember? The comedy cafe, the comedy yeah. cafe, which can could you know, and there was a one night down the comedy cafe that was uh, and up the creek and places like that. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I just, it used to scare me, but I used to, God, I used to love it. And yeah. I remember thinking at one point, at, once down the comedy cafe, that the whole place was going to, the whole place was going to, like, go off. Yeah. And I remember it was, it was a stand-up, I won't say who it is, but he whispered into my ear and he went, um, I think they're all going to come after you, but I just want you to know I've got your back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we definitely had a few like that. Did, yeah. you ever, did you ever sit in a railway station crying after a gig? Just, I did a couple of times. I, I have to say, I didn't <laughs> sit crying, but I did... I, I remember distinctly... I remember distinctly the first gig I had that went, that went wrong. Yeah. And I, I had been told very early on that you won't learn anything from your good gigs. You'll learn from your bad gigs. Yeah. And... I kind of hit the ground running a little bit and it was just suddenly like alchemy and, oh, it was fine and I was talking and like talking to the audience and this stuff that I'd written worked and then suddenly it didn't. <laughs> it suddenly didn't and it was just this, this 
crazy thing. You go, what's different? What's different? And I remember standing at Twickenham Station. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Ch- Twickenham. It was a place called the Chicken Shed. Was right. that? Do you remember that? It I was... don't remember the Chicken Shed, but oh. Twickenham Station's where I remember crying. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's a, maybe, maybe it's, <laughs> it's just something in Maybe Twickenham. it's just people who live in Twickenham. <laughs> um, and I remember just going, oh, I've got to make a different game plan now. Yeah. But it was definitely at a train station and I <laughs> revamped everything and just thought this cannot happen again. Of course, it does happen again, but, yeah. but, it, but it, it, it just um, solidified my resolve. Yeah. No, it's really interesting and, and sort of indirectly through the stand-up is what led you to sketch shows because That's you, met, I met, you met Lee. I met Lee Mack, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah. Worked with him quite, you worked with him quite a lot, but you did a show in Edinburgh that got... Yes. Nominated for the yes. award with him and Dan Antopolsky. Dan Antopolsky, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I met Lee on the on the stand-up circuit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've never really forgiven him because at the time he... Because he was kind of like um, one sort of iteration above when I'd started, you know what I mean? I, yeah. You know, he because he was already on gas. Do you remember gas? I do. <laughs> and he never got me on gas. <laughs> but he did once ask me to do the voiceover for gas and that was my first... Um, <laughs> that was my first, yeah, foray into yeah. TV stand-up. And talking of him, I'll mention him now, that you've done two pilots with him. Where, so you did the pilot for Not Going Out. I did. Did you play his wife? And, yes. And the, the, yeah, at the time, not, yeah. not the wife, yeah. The girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you did Everybody Loves Raymond, the UK version, Everyone Loves Raymond. We with did. Lee. Yeah, I did. What went wrong? Why didn't they work out those? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Well... <laughs> Not going out yeah. was just it was it was always a non-broadcastable pilot, and yeah. for me it was. Um, although I and, I and and to be honest, Lee and I still say we've got to work together. We've got to work together, but it was like the everyone loves Raymond. I don't think that was ever a that, that I don't think that was ever really a thing that they were going to remake. They were just doing this thing called the BBC were doing a thing called I think it was called mixed doubles, right? And they were just putting together people that the audience had never seen together, but they had a connection. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, they they did was say, well, we're going to do a script from Everyone Loves Raymond, let's do that. But I don't think there was ever any talk of, you know, of, of, of remaking it because it's, it's still on Channel 4. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and, and the scripts were exactly the same, except we, we were just called, you know, we were just... Yeah. It was set in the north, and and but, but the scripts were exactly the same. Right, and not yeah, not going out. And I was I was only ever going to do a broadcast and a non-broadcastable pilot of that. Yeah, I mean it's sort of weird to think of those alternate realities. Yes. you know, because yes. that's gone on to be massive, like the seventh yes. longest running sitcom yes. in Britain ever. Yeah, I think. for sure. So and you know maybe come even more so. And when you look at what's been long running though, it's it's kind of weird. Uh, Last of the Summer Wine obviously is the longest <laughs> running. But there's some Michelangelo. There's a kid show called Mike and Angelo, which is about 13 series. There's really odd things. Wow. That, that these long-running things that some of them you kind of go, oh, I don't remember that. And some of yeah. them are oh, good. Um, so, look, the, 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 the Catherine Tate show, there's a great... If you, if you, if you Google you... Oh, I, I, and I never do. What are you don't. Tell the, me the question that comes up, which confused me for a second, was when did Catherine Tate come out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh... <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Uh, but it meant, it meant it, then it's the show. It meant when did I... <laughs> but, uh... Oh, that answer, I don't know then. <laughs> yeah. Don't remember that one. So, but it's nice that that's the first question on Google, so I don't know if that's... <laughs> I don't know if people are all asking the same thing. You can come out now if you want, Catherine. Oh, that's on, so cool. You know, on, the, on this, then we've got an answer. Yes. Um, but the Catherine Tate show came out, you going to... You, again, you, you took the, you, a solo show to Edinburgh. Yeah. And then immediately got a TV show, which is... Somewhat suspicious. Uh, it's not suspicious. <laughs> it's, it's what everyone dreams of with yeah. Edinburgh, but it hardly ever happens. Yeah, I, I have to say, I don't know, I think I was the, the last of the lucky ones in that respect because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even um, do, which was just the, the, the sort of recognised thing at the time, I didn't even go on BBC Three. You know, I, I, I just kind of got a six-part series on BBC Two. Yeah. We didn't do a pilot, we didn't do anything. Um, but I do think it might. I do. I do think. Um, I do think this helped, and that was normally what you do is, and I'm sure you've done these. I don't even know if they do them anymore, but they used to do these desperately awkward, horribly unatmospheric, deeply unfunny table reads yeah. of scripts that you you want to pitch to broadcasters. Yeah. 
And that was what was pitched to me. Let's go and let's go and do that. And I said, a hundred percent not. I cannot. These these my sketches and these characters. They're not gonna. They're just not gonna. I'm just not going to do them any justice. And I said, hire a theatre. We hired the Shepherd's Bush Theatre. Right. Or the, the, the production company did Tiger Aspect. I said, hire a theatre, get an audience in, and then invite the commissioners. Yeah, good idea. And they, invite, and they commissioned it literally as the, as the metaphorical curtain came down. <laughs> and at the time, I was heavily pregnant, but I even knew it, it was still going to be better than doing it, sat down. It's, it's a genius idea, because the problem with those table reads is, you know, if there's four people sitting at the end oh. of the table, even if the other actors are yes. kind of laughing, that's a bit weird. It's really weird, <laughs> and it also puts too much pressure on the people making the decision. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you're in this sterile environment, and the whole point about comedy is it's the shared experience, and the more people laughing, the more people are laughing, you yeah. know. So that was what we did, even though I did my... Old lady character, eight months pregnant. <laughs> no prosthetic, just a thing. But yeah, it's I'm a big I'm a big believer in. Yeah, and it wasn't. I, I'd kind of in my mind, I thought, oh, this was an immediate hit, but it wasn't quite, was it? No, it kind of was a sleeper hit, and the first series kind of went unnoticed. Yeah, and it was only, I think, the year after it had been commissioned straight away. It had been commissioned for a second series. They 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 absolutely got behind it. And then, um, I don't re- when, remember when it came out. I think it might have come out in the February, and then shortly afterwards, um, I, was, I did a comic relief sketch with um, McFly. And um, I did this, like, teenage character. And I, I was kind of like... Um, I can't remember how it really went, but it was... McFly were there, were on stage, being interviewed live with a load of teenagers, and I was just snuck in. Right. And everyone was kind of, you know, asking. Simon Amstel was interviewing, and all these sort of, like, stooge teenagers were going, oh, what's your... And they go, oh, you can ask McFly a question. <laughs> Who, and, and people were going, what's your favourite colour? You know, what do you like to eat? And then it got to me, and I went, why are you so rubbish? <laughs> and then suddenly... And then I was like, I'm a bothered and all this. Yeah. And that was people... At that point, and I remember there was a magazine article, um, Heat magazine, and they did sort of like this massive double cover thing and went, is this the funniest person in Britain? It was suddenly from there. From there, the BBC suddenly put together a comp, like the best of my first series, put it out. Most people thought it was the first series starting. They literally thought this person from Comic Relief has suddenly got her own series, <laughs> you know. And then very shortly after that, the second series was out and it kind of went like, it, it, it just picked up. Yeah. What's interesting, because it was the early 2000s and a lot of stuff from that time, if we look back at it now... Hasn't aged well. <laughs> we're not allowed to we'd watch be, it anymore. We'd be because... silly to think. <laughs> but, it, but your stuff doesn't suffer from that at all, I, I don't think. I think all of those characters... Uh, I might be forgetting something, but, uh, yeah. I think, but all of those characters still work now. You've toured it quite recently and yes. it's all still working. Yeah, and there's, yeah. no, there's nothing problematic in it, which is quite... I mean, it's a testament to you. Well, but... I think there's always problems if you're going to look for them. And yeah. I'm sh- Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If, you, if you want a there there, you'll find a there there. But uh, 100%, I don't think any of us were ever out to cause offence. No. It's just in the, in the view of where we... It's sort of through the lens of where we are now, it can be sort of misconstrued and I'm sure I would you know I would I would I would suffer from that but I think the laughs are bigger you didn't black up is what I'm saying though. <laughs> you didn't black up oh. <laughs> there's not I mean even like 30 rock and stuff you, there's about there's five episodes of 30 rock that they don't show anymore right uh, and even though in within that the the impetus of 30 rock was you know this is bad, or this, this is, is ba- yeah. this is the the joke is something yes. around this. You know, it's become that's become a bit of a blanket. Let's just let's take anything out that's yeah. like that rather than look at the subtleties of what what they were trying to yeah. say. Because I think they were, you know, I think Thirty Rock was a pretty de- 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 decent show yeah, in those sense sure. as well. Yeah. But that, but that's yeah, that's all kind of interesting. And you know, yeah, I'd, I'd sort of I'm not quite forgotten how big uh, these characters became. But the, but uh, Lauren, you know, you I mean, you ended up. Doing a sketch with Tony Blair, yeah. which is absolutely insane. Finest comic actor of his generation. Yeah. <laughs> War criminal. <laughs> so I can't. Talk. I've Off done a, and go I've, hand in hand. I've done a sketch with Nigel Farage. 
So, then, <laughs> but not, then I uh, not, not, I didn't really want to do it, but I was on this week, <laughs> and you know they do a stupid sketch yeah. at the beginning, so I didn't have to talk to him. Right, but I was, I was, but in the Friendly. sketch, Nigel Farage has asked me something, <laughs> so I've, I have, not, I, I'm, I'm the most ashamed of any person. How was it? How was did, did Tony know the character for real, or was it? No, I don't. No. I, I don't think he. And, 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 and one would hope he didn't, because he'd be, have been spending far too much time in front of TV if he if he did. But he kind of knew it. He obviously knew it was popular, and he knew yeah. it was the right thing to do. And right. I think it was. Um, I, th- I think it, it was no in no um, small reason that he was on his way out of government rather than <laughs> joining government. I yeah. think it's a, it's a nice parting shot for. For, for for someone I guess and um but he was you know he I, I have to say he was all in and that's great yeah because um we'd been told you know you've only got you can only have half an hour and it's like well we're not going to be able to set up the cameras in half an hour <laughs> you know what I mean and let alone do reverses and anyway he was a hot you know he just went no nope, they can take the time we need to get this right and there was there was a point where we all kind of like Went, oh my goodness! And it was obviously the 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 point of the sketch was that he we reverse it and he says to me, "Am I bothered? Am I bothered?" Rather than me saying it to him. And when we started, he got the intonation wrong, <laughs> and everyone was just like looking and going, "This is not going to work. This is not going to work," <laughs> <laughs> because he was saying he, you know, I did this long, you know, blah 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 blah, and he goes, "Lauren," and then he went. Am I bothered? Right? <laughs> and we were all like, mm, am I bothered? And anyway, and he has very great instincts because he said to me, I'm not doing it right, am I? <laughs> and I was and I said, um, it's just a slightly different, you know, intonation, and, and unless you do it right, it won't be funny. <laughs> you know? And to be fair to him, he said, Tell tell me how to do it. Tell me how to do it. Sure. And I did. And and uh and I think he won Best Newcomer that year at the British <laughs> Comedy Awards. <laughs> and uh, how, how much is the catchphrase... Uh, well, it, you know, when you have a success... And it's such a successful catchphrase, not only did it capture the public imagination, it's in the OED, you were the wor- word of the year, B-O-V-V-E-R-D-E-R-D. Yes. Uh, so absolutely incredibly popular. Um, do people still say it to you on a daily basis? Yes. I'm, I'm, de- <laughs> I'm delighted to say. <laughs> yes, that... I can't believe it. 100%. I suppose it's also, it's... When, when my show came out, you either had to watch it, which I guess young people don't quite understand right now, you either had to watch it on the TV yeah. or record it or get the DVD or yeah. wait for them to repeat it. Whereas now, obviously, not only is everything available all the time at any time you want it, everything's on YouTube anyway. So I get these, like, children, <laughs> you know, come up to me and know, and, and know the characters because I guess they're, you know, they're shareable. You know, little, yeah. little bite-sized sketches are shareable. And then, yeah. then the scary thing is you get, like, grown-ass people say, oh, I grew up with you, and it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? How can you possibly have... Gr- oh, my God, yeah, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's... It, no, it, I would never ever be so churlish as to as to be annoyed when someone has, is it never been has me. it never been at the just the worst possible time or the, or the it, wrong occasion the, the, uh, <laughs> well actually i i recently um met oh actually no it's it's so convoluted i won't it wasn't it, it, it basically the nub of it is it was someone that i just met and i i hadn't made any they 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 didn't know me from TV or anything like that. But I just met them, and then someone walked past. And no, and we'd been together. We'd been talking for for a little while, and then someone walked past with a pram <laughs> and went, "Catherine Tate, I fucking love you, <laughs> right?" And I and then, then this person went, "Do you know them?" And yeah. I said, "No, no, uh, no, I don't, I don't." And then she just walked away with that thing. She went, "I fucking love." And she said, does she know your nan? And I was like, no. But it was not quite a catchphrase, but it, it was just yeah. sort of slightly being recognised at an inopportune time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic character that comes out of meeting a real-life person. That was some, that was, you were doing that a little bit in your act, but just as a... I was just doing it as a voice. Yeah, yeah I was doing that as a voice. The, um, I'd found a way of um, you know, concocting a story about my nan and using that voice... Um, of, that had actually come from a, um, 
an old an old lady that I'd met at an old people's home when, yeah. when we'd been sent round there uh, when I was at drama school to give them a trip down memory lane. Um, and then uh, when, I, when I did my first solo show in Edinburgh, I only did a handful of characters, but that was just one that felt like I should probably flesh out a bit. You know, yeah. I, mean, I didn't, didn't really give it too much thought, to be honest. But, um, it's, a, but it's, immediately, it's, a, it's very... I, I watched you on the Graham Norton show where you're telling Tom Cruise about... Yes. Which is such, again, that must be such a weird thing to do. You, Tom Cruise, you're trying to explain to Tom Cruise... Absolutely uh, who bizarre. You are. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> bizarre. And then this is... So true. I was in a restaurant around the corner last week and Tom Cruise walked in. Oh, really? yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, why would he ever remember? But I, you, know, you know when you do that thing and you go, you sort of play with yourself and go, come on, just go, how awkward would it be if I just waded up to him and went, Tom, do you remember it's me? And I do that voice. Tom, you remember it's me? You know what I mean? And I, and I, was, I was like relishing how much I was making myself sh- full of shame, you know? Yeah. But, um, done but yeah, no, to be on the, on the sofa with Tom Cruise doing But what's silly interesting, voices. he'd never seen the character and, like, you just did, like, a snippet of the voice and he immediately got it. Yeah, And that's yes. why it's such a, you know, that's, it's such a... It's, it's that skill of observing and, and, and seeing where, where something's going to sprout from. And obviously that's, those come along at, not, not every day <laughs> for, for anyone, but it's, it's terrific when you spot it and someone else might not have spotted it and you you know you were divided into different groups in your drama in your drama thing so you could yes. easily gone to one of the other groups it's completely and also yeah. it's, it's, it kind of comes back to that thing of not wanting to do a table read at the bbc or send in the scripts because what they're going to do is go oh right it's an old lady character is it do you know what i mean yeah. and, uh, at the time and you're you know 28 or whatever and 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 uh, you know, they, they uh, you know, I could imagine they'll go, you know, m- me coming in going, Hello, yeah. I'm an old lady, you know, that's why it's fun. It's like, no, that's, it's that's not. A pretty that. good that's a so pretty that's good my next one. <laughs> that's my next one. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And what was it like, I mean, more than Tony Blair... And a more bigger criminal than Tony Blair working with Noel Edmonds on that sketch. <laughs> the, the deal or no deal sketch. And was he horrible backstage? And tell me everything he about it. He wasn't him. horrible. Yeah. Is, he, is he supposed to be horrible? Don't know, I don't know. No, you're just be. being awful. <laughs> he wasn't. And you know what the great thing about that was? There was no script. Right. Because I said, there's no point in doing a script. Play the game. Yeah. Just play the game. And we, we filled it with people um, and played the game as if it was... An, as, as, just as if she was playing the game, the, the, the old, you know, the Nan character. And he just went with it. You know, there's, I said, there's no point in giving you lines and autocues. Act exactly the way you would if this woman was coming on and trying to disrupt things. <laughs> yeah. And he did, and it was brilliant. And he understood, you know, obviously, uh, that, that that was the way to go. And it was yeah. great fun. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> 
Uh, but tell me later what he was really like. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you some emergency questions before uh, I yes. forget to do any at all. Um, have you ever seen a ghost, uh, Catherine Tate, if that is your real name? Have I ever seen a ghost? Uh, no. No? I've seen a ghost. I thought you'd have seen a ghost. Really? It's a, yeah, it's just my way of finding out if someone's mentally ill or not. Uh, <laughs> and I... I just thought you would have done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's now I'm disappointing. disappointed. Now I'm disappointed to find uh, out no. you are sane. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's good. Good news. Um, let me ask you another question then. If you had to choose between going on a date with, um, I haven't asked this one recently. No. Well, but... look, there's people there, and I've got the backs of my head. To... The backs right. of my head. I said that as if I had two heads. Let me show. I make Where sure I get you? this one right. Why didn't you go? It's two seats there. Look. You all right? Right at the end, they Mrs. Love, they love getting right their seat the and they stay where they... Oh, do you know, they, they want a better view of you. Yeah, they love looking That's at That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> yes, and he's like, oh, yeah, um, his ears they, are clean. There's some white stains on my trousers, but that's because I was putting sun cream on my kids earlier on and it wipes... It wipes. He I told became me sexually that excited by it and I spunked on myself. No, I'll... <laughs> um, if you had that's to what on... Noel Edmonds said. <laughs> if you had to choose... <laughs> If you had to choose between going on a date with a man who was a six-foot-tall penis... <laughs> I haven't asked this question for ages, but it's just come together in a compilation I really liked. <laughs> or, and he's like, it's just, it's just a penis. He's got no, he's, he wears a pretend arms and stuff, but he's just right. a penis. He's got a face on his helmet. Uh, and he slithers around like a slug. <laughs> but he's six-foot-tall, so that's most women, that's what they want in a man. Um... <laughs> Or a man who, instead of having a penis, had a tiny man there in his... There is a living man, which... Don't look at me as if this is a weird question. What, which would you choose? I'm, I'm, I'm only looking at you weirdly as if it's quite obvious which okay, one which you choose. One, which one would you like? Tiny man for yeah. a penis. Okay. Why is that? Uh... It's six foot, the guy. Yeah, but he's just a penis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge him. What's he, what does he use for a penis? He's just, he is a penis. He's he a penis. Need a penis. I don't know how he reproduces. So he can't, well, that's what I'm saying. I, I well, he probably just comes at the top of his head. He's probably like a, a fish or something. Right, so isn't he? So the, the lady penis will lay its eggs in the oh, sea so, and he spunks on it. So there's no future in it for me at all. There's no future in this relationship. Well, if just, I've got it's a to date. Be... I'm just saying a date. I'm not I, saying you have to marry him. Oh, don't waste my time like that. Okay. Whereas if it's a man yeah. with another man, yeah. I understand that. Okay, that's good. Ish. Isn't it? it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, you can have There's a, a ghost behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Right, one more. Sorry to re- ask such a, a silly question. I will never do that again. Um, do you secretly wonder if you are the new Jesus? <laughs> no. No. Never? Not when you were, when you were a kid? What, do, if I ever knew him? If, if I were, knew if him are, as a kid? No, if you are the oh, new Jesus. Oh, if I am Jesus? If you're Jesus. I thought you said, did I secretly wonder if I've ever met Jesus? If you, have you ever wondered if you are the new Jesus? I absolutely know I'm not. No. How, how do you know that? I'm the old one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I, think I, used to, I used to think I might be one of the new Jesus' disciples. I wasn't, that wasn't oh. too I thought he might call on me to yes. know, follow him around, yes. chip him with his wisdom. Yes. Help him out a bit, you know. All right, let's move on. We'll move on to Doctor Who. Mm. Which, uh, yeah, I thought there might be a few fans amongst my fans of Doctor Who. Um, uh, there's some new ones. Are you allowed to talk about the new ones? There's some new ones coming up. I, I, not only can I not talk about them, I can't yeah. even confirm if I'm in them and I okay. think the trailers have already been out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's three of them. There's some three new ones that you, new... you may or may not be in. Yes, no. There's... With David Tennant. There's three one-hour specials. Yeah. Uh, I think they come out in November. It's quite interesting that you, you know, the, the, they, that you were only meant to be in one episode originally, right? You were only meant to be in the, the Christmas episode originally. Yeah. In the, in the, yeah, when you yeah, first yeah. saw on it. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it was, the, were, they, were, were they, did they always plan to bring you back or did they just love you so much? I'd, well, it, you've got I, a very I, good rapport with David, yes. right? In which you've, you've worked with him on several things. Yes, but we hadn't at the not time. No, not before we, we didn't We didn't even know each other. Um, but it was just, um, there was just a very easy rapport on set and 
on camera, I guess, and it just worked very well with the kind of relationship Russell had drawn between these two characters. But no, there was n- that. It was that was it. You know, I I said thank you very much. I had a lovely time, and that was it. There was no, um, there was no plan at the time. And then, a, a, you know, quite a while later, I think it just planted a seed in Russell's head, and I I think they. As I understand it, they they didn't really expect me to say yes, right. but just thought, oh, we might as well ask. And then I and surprising for me, I don't I don't know that I expected to say yes yeah. because I didn't expect the the question to be coming. So it's never in my mind would I ever would I ever go back and do Doctor Who because I just never thought that would be an option. And then I went out for what I thought was just a lunch to go. Oh hi, do you remember when we did that? And 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 it kind of like dropped dropped the bombshell on me and said, we'd love you to come back to be the full-time companion and I I really do remember like hearing you know that expression like your jaw hits the floor and I I I remember just properly not being able to know what to do with my face it was and I realized oh gosh I guess I really do want to do this cool and you weren't a big fan of the show no full disclosure I'm not (laughs) are you a fan now it's it's not that I'm not a fan it's I just and I well I suppose I'm no I don't say I'm not a fan that sounds horribly disingenuous find it a childish and stupid show that only if, that any, if an adult's watching it, they should have a real good look at themselves. Is that, is that what you're trying to say? That's not what I'm trying okay. to say. I'm trying to say I don't understand it. Okay. It's probably not, not childish enough for me. <laughs> I feel that my comprehension is a bit too lowbrow for, for sci-fi. Right. Um, it... it it, it just baffles me. Yeah, it, I, th- I think Which Doctor I, Who's quite a complicated show, it but, it's, complicated but it's increasingly show. got complicated. I think I'm quite interested to see. I, I haven't really watched it recently because it got too. I got too confused by right. it. But I'm interested to see you guys come back if if that ever were to happen. I, uh. yeah, right. <laughs> I, I mean, th- this is how much I watch it. I had no idea they even carried on when David and I left. <laughs> It's a game little choice, wasn't it? No, um, I, I, no, I'm joking, of course. But um, uh, yeah, it's 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 the most fantastic show to be part of. Sure. It's the most exciting thing. It's the, probably one of the most joyous jobs I've ever had. We, I genuinely love David. I love Russell. I love Julie and Jane and and Phil who who make the show, um, and obviously lots of new people now. Um, but I, I can't say I could let you know what was going on. No, okay. I just That's don't. Fine. And, and of course, you know, f- fans want to, a- want to ask you, and I, I feel like <laughs> I, I really disappoint them all the time, especially in America, where, and, you know, in conventions, and you do panels and Q&As, and they're desperate to know what, what the hidden meaning was in episode <laughs> three, line six. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't tell you, love. I'm sorry, I just don't know. And, I, and yet I love playing the character and I invest in the character, but I feel like she's like me. She is of the earth. Yeah. She's of the earth, which I think is what... <laughs> that's what I say anyway. <laughs> when I say she doesn't know what these things are. She doesn't are. know what's happening. No. I did, when I have, we, I did like a tiny bit in uh, an audio adventure only. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so you get to go to you know, signings and things and the, the, the fans of Doctor Who are extraordinary, I think, because they love something without any self-consciousness. And I, and I absolutely admire it. I wish I, was as, I wish I had that level of being able to just go, this is what I like and I don't care right. what anyone thinks. You feel judged. I, I, You'd feel judged. I would feel judged if I, was, you know, yes. if I loved something that much. <laughs> so I, think they're, I, I genuinely think they're some of the best people in the world. But fuck, oh, uh... they're weirdos, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they certainly are. Um... <laughs> the, the most loyal and lovely people. They are. They're fantastic. And um, and then yeah, and then you get to be in the office as well. So the, yes. I mean, and that's quite a tricky. Again, that was a gig where you just did one yes. and then came back and did loads. Yes, yes. Um, although I read, I don't know if this is true, that they were that you were sort of they were that you were the person they wanted to replace Steve Carell, but that you were doing a touring a play and when I was doing to do much it. too about nothing in with, the West End with David Tennant. David Tennant. Um, but then they still got you back to do more. It, it, it's got to be a little bit difficult to step into a like a world crazy, <laughs> famous, yes, famous, you know, yes for, for sitcom 100%. for the sort of the last couple of series. Yeah, it but it's w- also got to be pretty cool. It was it was just one of those things that I kind of thought. I mean, yes, it's a ridiculous thing to join anything, let alone to join something even even 
sort of floating around the idea that it was the same kind of role that Steve Carell would play in, you yeah. know, not not role, but you know what I mean, the same constant, you know, device that he played in the in the show. That it, that that's a crazy thing to do, but the opportunity was sort of too too big to to yeah. turn up and to turn down rather. And it's you know, it's it's very much that thing of certainly as an actor or even as a stand up, the whole thing about going to LA is. Um, it's really difficult to go until you're invited. Yeah. It's because it's... A, I, so I knew at least I wasn't going to have that experience of jostling around um, trying to get a, get a gig on a pilot. You know, yeah. I had a reason to go and it was a big reason and it was a good reason and it turned out to be just a fantastic... J- just a fantastic time. Yeah. I mean, I, we've watched it the whole... Se- I mean, the whole thing... Back Many times, so Peter, I think everyone. I think through lockdown, everyone watched The Office I, again. I guess they? so. I guess so. <laughs> and, and, and people kind of watch it on a loop, like yeah. it's a comfort thing. Yeah. And it's extraordinary. And certainly in America, I think even though, um, you know, when when I go to conventions and stuff, I'm there mainly for Doctor Who, and the fan base is, you know, is is big in in raw numbers. But The Office, it seems, just everyone in America knows what The Office is. Yeah. And so it's the thing I'm most recognised right. for. Yeah, but but again, not a, not a not a particularly warm or inviting character. No. Um, and I've I've countless times I've been to places where people go, "Oh my god, oh my god, you're Nelly, you're Nelly. I hate your character. I hate you. But you're so, but you're good. You know. But it's it's just this thing people go, I hate you know, because she was yeah, she was abrasive and yeah, you know, I mean, annoying. But that is where you go, isn't it? It's where you, it's it's is, it is the area that you return to i guess yeah I'm, I'm, i don't think I'm everything's been not everything's been that but it but there's a lot of characters that that are difficult to like but then you know i think in the, in the most the most successful ones you do absolutely love them though despite their their being i mean nan you love because she's yeah. so honest and yeah and well, there, there, there's an honesty behind all of them i suppose and that that's that's what rudeness is i think that is and it's <laughs> also what rudeness is is for comedy very useful because it's often funny yeah. And so I've, n- I've never thought of any of my characters. I don't need people to like them. I need to find a reason to laugh, you know, and, and that's the way in. But, of course, when you play a character, even if they're not, you know, they're not immediately, um, uh, you know, amiable people, you've got to find... I've got to find a reason to love them. Yeah. You know, so I've, I've, so, so I've got to inhabit them a little bit more than just swearing. Yes. You know, because yeah. otherwise it would be just swearing. Yeah. But that, you know, that's what I think. What's so interesting about you is, is that is is you've got the background in comedy, you've got the background in acting, so that when you're doing a comedy character, it's properly, you know, it's properly put together. Yeah. Some people would do, you know, and some, sometimes characters are fun if they are just two dimensional. Sure. You know, but the, but there is more to these characters because I think you because your acting training and because you're thinking of it in that way. There's a it, it, it's an interesting it's an interesting combination because mostly actors. Are either you know people are either good at acting or they're good at comedy, yeah. and it's they're finding someone who can do both really well is is quite rare, I think. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, Paul Whitehouse is yes, fantastic, absolutely brilliant. But there aren't yeah. many people I can yeah, think. You know, yeah, if you, if you yeah. start to name one, you go like he can be ridiculously funny, yes, but also yeah, he, he can do he can, he can do, do, the, do the acting yeah, chops, you know, it's for sure. So it is. It really it is interesting. You've had so so much, you know, so so many things to explore, and you've done so many different things. That's what I. I, I obviously, I've followed your career, and I know you. And it, but even going over this today, I was thinking, my God, you've done so much stuff. It's 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 really it's really uh, impressive and incredible. Um, and more importantly, you were the UK jury spokesperson in the Eurovision Song Contest. Indeed, I was. <laughs> That must have been the hardest character to play. That was a hard one because I, mean, I couldn't the, be hated, mean. That's hated by everyone in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> how was how was that exactly? How was but, it when you got asked to do that? That's I, a, that's... Do you know it's such a it was such a mad thing to do. I couldn't say I just couldn't say no to it, and especially because we were we were hosting. Yeah. And, you know, I was going to be live in the arena. It's not like, you know, they just cut to me in a studio <laughs> down the barrel of a lens saying, you know, douze point. Um, it was electric. It was amazing. Yeah. And, and of course, I, I didn't have to do any of the heavy lifting. Um, I just popped up and, you know, did the old iconic douze point and loved it. <laughs> it, was, it was mad. It was, again, it was just like, I couldn't turn that down. 
Yeah. No, it was I, too fun. Absolutely, can, cannot turn it down. Um, so a couple more recent things. I mean, I was reading uh, in uh, Digital Spy, you did a, sh- a Netflix show called Hard Sell. I did. Uh, uh, which has been, got cancelled by Netflix, but they didn't tell you it got cancelled. Didn't t- Well, here, here's what happened. The... Uh, they had a change of staff. Yes. And as I'm very aware of those. As happens when <laughs> as as happens when uh someone who has commissioned the show then leaves, often they they they, they don't like you know, they 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 want to start afresh. And I, I, I kind of understand, but it would have been nice for them it's, to have told it's me. Not being told. I mean I haven't yet yes. been told if there's another series this morning with Richard, not Judy. So uh <laughs> Well, it's not a no then, is it? Fingers crossed. Though, I got a clue (laughs) when Jane Root took over at the BBC and and, uh, I got a clue because I went to Edinburgh that year and I was meant to be writing something with Steve Coogan and I met him at a party uh, and he was talking to Jane Root and Steve said, have you met Richard Herring? And Jane Root just turned her back on me. So I thought... We're probably not getting another series, but I'm still I'm still waiting. Yeah, still not waiting. a definitive no. Because you know it could be could make it Holly and Phil now, couldn't we? This morning with <laughs> Holly, not you know we can I can work. I'm just saying if anyone's listening from the BBC, it's only been 22 years. Sorry, 23 years. Um, and I've, I've been watching. Uh, I've read. I've watched the the whole of Queen of Oz over the the weekend, which is your new sitcom for the BBC. Yes. Um, again, an, another pretty another... horrible character. Yes, um, but light and shade. There is light. And shade. It's an interesting. When I, 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 this was someone else's idea that you've you've, that you've taken on right with your husband, um, but they wanted to say it's basically, obviously, quite heavily influenced by maybe another red-haired royal. It, it really isn't. Though. <laughs> it really isn't. It isn't because when we this, I, I'm. I've done, Doing a new show, and it's called The Queen of Oz, and the premise is a member of the, a minor member of the royal, of a fictitious version of the royal family, gets sent over to Australia to become their queen because she's a PR disaster here. But this show first came in front of me before lockdown, right? right. And it was pitched to me as Queen of Canada. Yeah. And all he said, this producer was, he said, you know, I think it's, it, 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 I think he'd be good in the part. And I said, oh, I really liked the idea. I loved the idea because immediately where I went was like a cross between, you know, Veep um, in the sense that someone's terribly unlikable, is surrounded by a lot of, you know, um, ineffectual people, but is in a position of responsibility and authority. But this was mixed with, you know, um, this instead of being political, this was uh, kind of royal, mm-hmm. you know, so, it, so, so you, you had that. I don't even think Meghan and Harry were together at the time. <laughs> so, and you know, this was, and we wrote it, and then it, it you know, it got um, put on hold because of COVID. Obviously, then I, then um, Netflix had been commissioned as well, so I had to do that. And then, so then, two years later, we're doing this show, you know, and the the Queen died, and <laughs> I just assumed, oh well, we're absolutely not doing it then, because there was there is absolutely nothing in this show that is 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 in any way linked or inspired by the by the real royal family. There genuinely isn't. There is a show called The Windsors that already exists, sure. and The Crown. So I wouldn't, you know, I, I didn't. There would be no need to, and it's much better to start from scratch and have, you know, your imagination. But yes. Harry and I do share the same hair colour. <laughs> we also wear shoes, so yeah, I guess you found me out. There's another one. But no, it, it really isn't. I think it's interesting to move it to Australia. I mean, I think. Oh it's, well, that was that, my, that, yes, that's your idea. My, my idea, because well, again, much like um, this morning with Richard, not Judy, we went to pitch it to Canada. Yeah. And they said to us, "It won't be um, a quick. It will be a quick no, right. and a slow yes." Now, three years and counting, yeah. maybe they still want it. Yeah. But in the meantime, <laughs> I said, you know, I think this... Because I'd just come back from doing a tour of Australia and New Zealand. And I said, you know, I think this would be a better, better concept in Australia. Partly because also Queen of Oz sounds like a better title than Queen of Canada. It does, but I think also the idea of... Being in, shipped off. Well, in, but also installing a monarch in Australia is so yes, yes, so it's, against oh, what Australia would want. Hundred percent. Whereas I think Canada might go for they it. They might just be <laughs> well, or they'll just be too polite to say no. Yeah. You know, um, no, a hundred percent, and that's that's part that's part of the 
the, the, that's part of the joy of the show is, you know, it's fish out of water. It's someone being somewhere they don't want to be. Yeah. And Australia doesn't want to either. So it's also, it's kind of like, it, you have to sort of look at it that when we were writing it is that Australia becomes a bit of a, a bit of a character in its own right, almost like a rom-com, but it's, it's the show, you know, it's the country that they first don't like each other and then they begin to sort of soften towards each other. Yeah, and I think it's, out of all the characters, I think it's the hardest one to make likeable because mm. she's super rich and a member of the royal yeah, of family. Of course, she's and people, entitled, yeah. Uh, people don't like rich people, as we've as we found out from the news recently as well. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's it's so it is hard to make that sympathetic. But I think, again, it does, you do, if, if you watch the whole arc of the whole series... Yes. It's, you know, it, yes. It, it, things do change. And things do change. Not yeah. entirely, though. No, because... The, the end's quite bleak, I have to say. Sure, <laughs> sure. But it's, um, for me, it's much better than um, learning a lesson yeah. and her suddenly... Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's boring. I don't want people to change. It's well, like... They can't... With a sitcom, they can't really... You know, they, right at the end, they can maybe... But you can't... Yeah. It has to stay the same. Yeah, they've got to stay true. But, but, but again, with the story arc, you've still got to give people places to go and yeah. new things to uncover yeah well it's, it's it's good people should check it out on the bbc uh i play you can watch the whole thing uh straight off which is great um what what's coming is there anything else coming you got seem to be so busy so if, do, 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 do we know if you're going to do more of these or is, is that still up in the air uh, that's up in the air i don't know i i would i you know it would be nice to and i'm gonna do uh i'm gonna do a play, I think. Nice, yeah, yes. because uh, yeah, we haven't really talked about, it, but you do, you have, you have done a lot of theatre. Trod the boards a bit. Yeah, I mean, yes. is that is that what you like best? I do out like of everything? It. I think, yeah, not not that I'd ever want to have to choose between anything, because I think it's lovely to have uh, the opportunity to do different types of thing. But um, I would say live stuff is always going to be yeah. the thing I would I would choose, whether or not it was my own stuff or theatre, you know, a play or anything but i just do you love yeah uh, being and with the it's, you know it's such a it is such an unusual thing to be like doing shakespeare and then taking your own yeah show around the world is is it i mean there was a long there was a long gap between the tv series and the tour when you finally toured there your was character. yeah i don't know why i didn't do it earlier <laughs> i really don't know why i didn't do it um, I should have done. Yeah, but I'd made the, a lot more money. <laughs> well, was the audience still there for it? To sort yeah. of fifteen years on a split. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they still yeah. As and you it, say, they, and they, also, they... it was entirely new material though, as course, well. Yeah. Um, but but the characters were, were 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 yeah were all the same. And yeah, I was I was uh, I was yeah amazed and delighted. Yeah, and you were working with Brett. Brett did yes. Brett Goldstein work on that tour as well? Or? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. he was in the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, he, and you did Super Bob, which was a trip. Super well. Bob, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and he's gone on to do okay. Yes, he has. So, <laughs> I think out of everyone, he's sort of, he's one of the, I mean, maybe you know that he isn't, but he seems like the, the nicest he's person. He's the Noel the Edmonds of our generation. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I hope something terrible comes out about him because he's too, I feel too happy for him. And no, I don't like, very... I don't like to feel happy for someone being successful. Oh, he but, is lovely. But uh, he's done fantastic. He's obviously Roy Kent in, uh, in uh, Ted Lasso. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's it's you know you you're very good at picking people to work with as well. And yes, yeah. <laughs> because you yourself. do. I'm interested in your writing process because you do work with other people. Always, nearly always, N- nearly always. Yeah, I I, I like to because because as you know, writing is lonely, you know, and it's and it's arduous. But I do love it. Yeah. But I would say uh, I I'm 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 better better in a room of yeah. people. Yeah, as long as I get the final say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, d- I can't work out how, you know, how... Uh, what's the right word for this? Probably not the time to start saying the wrong word at this stage. Mm. I can't, you know, I can't work out how... how um, if, if people are working with you, is it is it very much like, this is my thing and we'll do what I want and thanks no. for the idea? Or no. it, are, do you, are you... I mean, I feel like you probably are a team player, but I just... I well, won't because because the things are so centered around you. Yes, of course. And well, I'm sure I'm sure I guess it's it's how you interpret it, isn't it? It's um I think it's better to be direct. Yeah. And and also I I have a an ownership over most of the things I'm writing. Yeah. Um and have been doing those things 
um, playing those characters, so I feel I know them perhaps a bit better than, yeah. than you know, like for example when brett and i started working together i'd been doing the show and i remember when i said to him do you want to do you want to um uh come and do some nan specials with me and he went i do but i don't want to be the person who breaks nan <laughs> <laughs> or kills nan or whatever yeah. and i said it's okay because i won't i won't let you i will know how to not make that happen sure and so but i would only work with people who um who 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 obviously who have the same kind of yeah. sense of comedy and and, and are nice people and Brett is amazing and you know Nikki Wardley and Alex that I wrote hard sell with they're, they're all just amazing people but obviously someone has to steer the ship yeah um but no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever want to be that that person that says no it's got to be like this or not the only time I would ever is when I instinctively feel something's not right sure and I think that's it's an interesting when you look at Partridge and there's been various writers and he's always been very good at choosing the right writers but it's given it new life yeah every time yes and makes that that character which you know I think always had the it was always, he was going to grow into yes. that character as he got yes. the right age for it yes, maybe yeah. for Nan when you're the right age for Nan 100% <laughs> yeah 100% oh, the, 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 there's a long life on that the plan oh for 100% the, the plan is uh, you know I'm going to I'm going to towards the place where I need prosthetic to play Lauren Cooper and no prosthetic to play Nan. <laughs> I would be going the other way. Um, I was going to talk to you. I don't know if there isn't really time to cover this properly, but uh, you, have, you, you had OCD as a teenager. Is that something that's still... I, I don't know if I really had OCD. I think that was probably me trying to make myself sound very interesting and dramatic. <laughs> but I guess I've got a slightly... I mean, it's not as bad as it was, but yeah, I used to do, yeah, for sure, I used to do a thing where if there was, um, like, for example, if that was on the floor, I wouldn't be able to keep it on the floor because book begins with B, and for example, Brett begins with B, and that means, oh God, somewhere Brett's on the floor, you know? Right. I mean, it's madness. Yeah. It's my idea, it's my version of a ghost. And you, yeah, I was going to say, know you, didn't I mean? see, yes. you didn't see a ghost while that book yeah. was on the floor, no? Okay. No, and, and uh, just things, yeah, I did, and... There was a little of those self-imposed rituals, like, you know, you've got to do that three times and then you'll pass your French exam, which, of course, it doesn't, doesn't really work like that. No. Just got to gen up on the verbs. It is. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a teenage thing, I think, that people, most people go through to some degree. But it is interesting that a lot of... I mean, again, it's become almost like a cliché amongst comedians to have some... To have a thing. To have a oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's, yeah. Not, it's not something that that you feel is no although i do i do very much do a thing every every time i go on stage i do a i do a little ritual probably that came from seeing the madonna video you know (laughs) (laughs) i think i do i do a slightly more domestic version of of that but um, what do you do just a just a small thing is that i have to look everyone in the eye yeah because rather than saying you know the you know the words yeah, that, that makes start sense. Start with though, G it? and ends with L. Yeah, okay, that makes sense to do that. Um, I just do that to just have a connection with people. Cool. Well, look, it's it's really I was really lovely to catch up with everything you've been doing for me. One of the nice things about this uh, this show is just I spend Mondays just watching loads of uh, fantastic comedy. Uh, so thank you for that, and it's really great to see you again. I haven't seen you for a long thank time. Thank you very uh, much. So you. good luck with everything that's coming thank up. Thank you. And do watch Queen of Oz and all the other stuff as well. Thank you very much. Thank Ladies you. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Catherine Tate. Thank you. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Catherine Tate. Scant regard, provide the music. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. Thank you to Chris Evans, not that one, and everyone at GoFastStripe.com. Also, thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. They're nice as well. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFastStripe.com production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. RichardHerring.com slash gigs. GoFasterStripe.com for all my books, downloads, all that sort of shizzle. Oh, yeah, I know all the cool words. And um, would love to see you on the, on the Can I Have My Ball Back tour if you can make it. Bye.